Welcome to the Brand Spanking New Podcast. I'm your host, Brock Adams. What a week. From the opening round of the NBA playoffs to Kwame Brown going on a social media rant, ripping into Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, and ESPN Stephen A. Smith. How dare you make fun of his mama's baby? I mean, the guy's worth $100 million. That is way more than a clickbait journalist who gets in fights with people on Twitter for no reason. Now, this episode may not be as in-depth or humorous and cynical in content as I'm running on three nightly hours of sleep following the birth of my third child. People may not know what it's like, but until you have kids, you have no idea what this all means. Just wait. And for those of you who may think that I'm just a condescending parent trying to glorify my hardships as a father, you may want to go back and listen to previous episodes to understand the gag behind this. The NBA plan was a success. Or was it? Everyone has their own opinions for how this thing went down. The Celtics and Wizards advanced. The Grizzlies upset the Warriors. Well, one-legged soldier LeBron James navigated the beaches of Normandy and compared himself to Anne Frank after taking a decapitating blow to the face by Draymond Green. In case you missed the NBA's highest ratings game of the season, LeBron was fouled on a drive to the hoop. But then he flopped on the ground like a French soccer player begging for an ambulance to rush out on the court and revive him with a defibrillator. Holding his head, his back, and his cervix, it looked like they are going to need either a stretcher or a mortician to pull his body off the floor. But then he got up and hit a game-winning three-pointer from 30 feet out. After the game, James said that he was seeing three rims and aimed for the one in the middle. Come on, LeBron. You're not Rocky Balboa taking on Ivan Drago and the Soviet Union. You didn't have Uncle Pauly on the sidelines telling you to hit the one in the middle. You're not in the middle of Siberia training with the KGB on your trail. You're a professional basketball player in Hollywood who took a common foul on a layup where you instigated the contact. Can I just say this? We're all done with LeBron James playing the wounded warrior who's had to prove all these naysayers wrong. While he does take a beating playing the game of basketball, he is not in the trenches in German-occupied France. The man has a body that Hercules would be jealous of, has catered every single team he's played on to fit his personal needs, throws a fit and jumps ship whenever the situation is ideal for him, but then he acts like someone who has never been given a fair chance at life and has always been seen as the underdog. Do you want to know why people don't jump on the LeBron James bandwagon? Because he whines slash screams out for attention and support from everyone by playing the dramatic, forlorn, tiny Tim Cratchit role after every single game. LeBron is an athletic god among men. His body type and athleticism are a genetic combination of the Terminator and the Rock maxed out on steroids. And yet he plays the wine and cheese card like Duchess Meghan being interviewed by Oprah. LeBron is playing the Willis Reed role when we know he's not really Willis Reed. He thinks he's Superman, but then plays the role post-Christopher Reeve's horse riding accident. You know who is hurt every game and doesn't talk about it? Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, John Stockton. Steph Curry got beat up every other game this season, and he did not lament his troubles to the media after every game. The greats play hurt, and they don't tell you about it. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, all of them played with injuries, and some even had surgeries during the season and came back to play, and we still didn't hear about it. There are hockey players like Zdeno Jara, who broke his jaw in the middle of the season and refused to take himself out of the lineup. 
but LeBron takes an errant finger in the eye and suddenly he's trying to stop the Cold War? This is not Rocky for LeBron. And then to top it all off, he broke COVID protocol and the league just smiles and says, well, boys will be boys. There will be no repercussions. Lou Williams was suspended for going to a strip club during COVID. Daniel House was kicked out of the NBA bubble for breaking COVID protocol. Rudy Gobert was named public enemy number one and treated like an outcast with leprosy for touching a microphone. LeBron James goes to a party to promote his new tequila brand with a famous rapper and all Commissioner Adam Silver says is, well, boys will be boys. Do I need to go all godfather on you and beat a dead horse to a pulp? This is why the public does not like the NBA, because you cater to the divas. I'm actually stunned that after the Suns beat the Lakers in Game 1, LeBron didn't address the media post-game wearing some kind of pirate patch or some gladiator armor. After all, did you see that play in the fourth quarter where six foot two Chris Paul speared his right shoulder with a trident, causing him to fall to the ground and have EMTs rush out onto the court? Oh, you, you mean you didn't watch that game because you think the face of the NBA has turned into a sobbing teenage drama queen? You're not Regina George getting hit by a bus, LeBron. You've got to stop playing this role. Speaking of the NBA playoffs, the weekend gave us a slew of Game 1s with opponents finally getting to that part of the season that actually matters to them, at least in their eyes. The Bucks beat the Heat in overtime despite being bullied for loose balls the entire game. After, Heat star Jimmy Butler challenged Bucks centerpiece Giannis Antetokounmpo to meet him at the flagpole at 3 p.m. sharp. That's Heat culture, after all. The Blazers beat the Nuggets in Denver. The Joker is certainly going to be the MVP this season, but it's hard to win when the next best offensive player on his team is still whining that he didn't win the 2018 slam dunk title. The Nets look great against the Celtics at home, but considering that their big three of Durant, Harden, and Irving have still only played 10 games this entire season together, that has to raise eyebrows. It's a little surprising that they are the favorites to come out of the East, despite the fact that three guys who are extremely ball-dominant have barely run the floor with each other at all this entire year. Let's see how this runs for a few more miles before we crown them the best. Think about the number of times we've crowned something great before it's time. I'm talking to all you former Lost fanboys out there. You know exactly what I'm referring to. We can't make any early predictions. The 76ers beat the Wizards. It was a great win for Philadelphia, with one of the biggest highlights being Ben Simmons actually hitting the rim on a three-point attempt. We're making progress here, people. We really are. After the game, Simmons made a case for his postseason accolades by calling out both LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards, saying that he was, without a doubt, the number one option for Rookie of the Year. After five years in the league, someone's just got to tell him. The Hawks won Game 1 at Madison Square Garden by beating the Knicks. The Hawks, led by Trey Young, the watered-down version of Steph Curry with both a comb-over and a mustache that hasn't progressed since puberty. Glad to see the Knicks and the Hawks enjoying the postseason for the first time in a decade. It should also be noted that the Knicks made the announcement that they are on the disgruntled star alert looking to sign a player in the offseason. That's just a great look for the NBA. When your game plan is, rather than build from within, or trade your current assets for something better, or even trust the process, like tanking for 10 seasons, like the Sixers. Just go fishing for someone who's pissed off and ready to throw a tantrum. It worked for LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and former Knicks star Carmelo Anthony. Why shouldn't it work for them now? 
hey, you know what would be a good prospect to look at this offseason? Aaron Rodgers. Word on the street is that he is done wearing cheese on his head. The biggest upset of the weekend came as the Dallas Mavericks beat the Los Angeles Clippers at home. I don't know why this was a shock to anyone at all. Have you met the Clippers? They are the most consistently bad playoff teams in the history of the NBA. The only team to have never made the conference finals. This is a team that has load management built into its DNA and never takes games seriously. Playoff P falling apart in May and June can be stapled as canon. The Clippers being bad in the postseason is as reliable as Rob Schneider not being funny. Sure, he switches bodies with Rachel McAdams, and yes, he did sell his body to pay for a foreign fish tank, but we all know that when we see his name in the credits, we're not going to laugh. The same way when we see the Clippers in the postseason, they will fall apart. Switching to America's pastime from the 1800s, Chicago White Sox manager Tony La Russa got mad at his own player in a post-game press conference after rookie sensation Yerman Mercedes hit a home run on a 3-0 count with two outs in the bottom of the ninth and the White Sox holding on to a 15-4 lead over the Twins. La Russa's anger comes from the fact that Mercedes violated the unwritten rules of baseball, one of which is when you're killing a team late in the game, you should never, and I mean never, actually swing at a pitch that is even thrown near you. Just end the game, accept the win, and move on. He made a mistake, Larusa said. There will be a consequence that he has to endure here within our family. Is Tony Larusa confused at his job title now? He's the manager of the White Sox, not Don Corleone managing the Italian underground mafia. There will be consequences? What are you going to do? Take away his Nintendo Switch and tell him he can't play Fortnite this week? What era are we living in when baseball managers are out there playing the dual role of parents named Chad and Karen? Also, why is it Mercedes' fault that the Twins were getting killed and deciding to put a minor league left fielder on the mound? If you're down 11 runs and then throwing 50-mile-an-hour softballs over the plate for kicks and giggles, you have no right to be mad when someone decides to use them as batting practice. What's he supposed to do? Try and boost the Twins' left fielder's ERA? And who came up with the unwritten rules of baseball? Queen Victoria while serving tea and crumpets? Baseball doesn't give out a participation trophy at the end of the year. If you play bad, own up to it and take your licking. Don't throw a tantrum and expect the opposing manager to ground his player from going to prom. And finally, Zach Wilson was ridiculed on Twitter for popping up on the big screen at a New York Islanders game, and rather than chugging a beer, he took a nice sip of his Dasani water bottle. Oh, the outrage. How dare he not take shots off the girl's stomach sitting right next to him. Have you met Zach? He went to a school that still thinks shorts on people is immoral, and they won't let kids hold hands in public. At the same time, you're making fun of a guy for not being an alcoholic? What is wrong with the New York media? I would be way more optimistic that you're worrying about your star QB's QBR rather than his DUI. So what did we learn this week? Well, we learned that Kwame Brown is not a man to trifle with on social media. I, too, would be scared of a seven-foot-tall man worth $100 million. We learned that for the second straight week, Tony La Russa is still living at the wrong turn of the century and will really be excited when the new Model T comes off the assembly line. We learned that the Clippers and Rob Schneider both put out terribly manufactured products on a consistent basis. We learned that Rachel McAdams is subconsciously ingrained in my mind as she's made two random appearances which were both fitting and organic. 
And we learned that even though LeBron James has the body and athletic skill and power of a $6 billion man, he has the pain tolerance of my newborn child screaming and crying in the room next to me. That's our show. I definitely will be back next week. Unlike the Golden State Warriors and Indiana Pacers in the playoffs. Good luck next year.